Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Seems like I've spent my whole life hoping, dreaming of things I've never tried. Tangled in knots just waiting for my time to shine. What if the doors began to open? What if the knots became untied? What if one day nothing stood in my way and the world was mine? Would it feel this fine? Cause I got the wind in my hair and a gleam in my eyes and an endless horizon. I got a smile on my face and I'm walking on. Hello and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese. I'm joined as always by... You know, a common acquaintance, Elizabeth Eston. How are you doing, Liz? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling all right? Feeling good? Um, Feeling all right. Yeah. No boyfriends have tricked me into stealing priceless artifacts. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, But are you also going into a 24 style like Law and Order episode? I mean, I wish I was. It'd be fun as hell. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be fun as hell to, you know, be going to prison. (laughs) That's true. Going to prison is bad, but that's that's the it's it's Disney prison. Shouldn't be too bad. Joke was so edgy, I disappeared. <laughs> Jess, you froze again. Did you hear my joke though? I didn't hear your joke. Okay, good. It was very edgy. I was like, oh no. Well, good. Did I, did we have to. We may have to cut it. <laughs> I I I think if you didn't hear it, it didn't go up. That's true. <laughs> So we'll just never know. We'll um, never know. It's a mystery. So the first episode, Cassandra might be a heterosexual. Um, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. No, like she's we a had lesbian. All, all last episode showing this cute boy simping after her, the, sh- the short king. And short then king. Tan, dark, and handsome guy. Yeah, played by fucking Dennis the Pager King. Ooh. Dean Winters. Ooh. What's that from? Uh, 30 Rock. Liz Lemon's a uh, boyfriend. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I knew he was evil because he was played by Dennis the Pager King. He just has a scary looking face. He does. He does. He's also that guy from those insurance commercials that like oh, yeah. tells you all the disastrous things that are happening. That's what he's more well known for. But when I see him, I see him as Dennis. So, yeah. Um, the episode was fun. Like, I like the hot air balloon stuff. I did. I like the hot air balloon stuff. I like how Dean Winters is trying to sound like all sexy, hello. like seductive. Like, hello, I'm a handsome 
prince-like person. Hello, dummy, Liz Lemon. <laughs> he says Liz so much. It's just like, wow, Dennis, I feel attacked. <laughs> I, I, I like this episode. I like the twist, because for a good chunk of it, you think that it is legit. Like, she might yeah. be into him because she's a good like, actress she's like getting like shamed about her big arms and how strong and badass she is but it, when the reveal comes that she knew all along that makes more sense that she's uncomfortable about yeah. that because she doesn't want him to know how strong and capable she, she is. doesn't want to know that like if you give her a sword you're fucked this has a better flipping twist than scream three it does, it does. you're talking about scream between your recording. <laughs> yeah, we're That's talking about the scenes movies. fact. Um, and Scream Three has a really dumb twist. It does. If you have not seen Scream Three, it is a dumb twist. Yeah, long lost brothers. Long you know lost that brothers. old trope. Luckily, there's no brothers in this episode. That'd be weird. But I, I, I know I was gonna tweet this, but I thought it was too niche. Um, has there been a parody of Scream called Tango Maureen yet about Maureen Prescott and all the stuff she's been involved in? Maureen Prescott has gone around. But that has, like, that is like a very, that joke should be there. Theater kids and horror fans, come on, make this. Yeah. Horror fans, theater, theater kids and musical theater, horror fans and musical theater fans are a very small subset of people. Like, you got one small subset, another small subset, then you got that small subset within them. Yeah. And like, then you have join us. together. Liz, we're, we are that subset. We, we are members of that subset. I love musicals, but I also love when people get murdered. I, I love both of those things quite a bit. Yeah, that's why I want to watch West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually has some of the best cadaver makeup I've ever seen yeah. in what... No spoils, but there is a scene where you see a dead body, and it's convincing. Ooh, I am, I am compelled. Yes, Spielberg. Yes. I still love how I was trending for a week. It's like, wow, this scene is really good, and it's like, wow, you guys really Spielberg is good at directing. Good I, job, but, Twitter. But I liked Guillermo stepping in to be like, it's like Salieri watching Mozart. I can't understand or keep up. <laughs> I was like avoiding those clips for the life of me because I had not seen the movie yet. I was just like, I don't want to see a scene. <laughs> That movie's so flipping good, though. I know, but it's on it's on HBO and Disney now, so I have two sources. Well, now you can play them both at the same time on different. Yeah. That's true. I do have big computers now, so I can use them. Yeah, um, but Rapunzel still knows songs. Um, no, this first there's still episode. no songs in either of these episodes. We're talking about nine and ten, and today it's like no songs. Like there are a lot of shots of Rapunzel's feet in this episode, especially yeah. when she's like dangling from the thing and her legs are spread. I'm like, this is someone's turned that into someone a someone turned this into fan fiction. And she's like walking on the thorny bits. It's like, oh. As a reminder, if you have any find any weird tangled the series fan fiction, send it to us. Yes, send it to us. Kara, musical theater lives at gmail.com. Yeah, we will maybe read it. I will you know what if you write us some Rapunzel the we we'll will read it if you write it yourself. Yeah. If you write it yourself and send it to us, we will read it on we'll podcast. Totally read it. Watch it happen, but it would be when we post this on the main feed, like seven, eight months from now, and I'm like, oh no, I'm oh, getting no. inundated with Tangled the series fanfic. Oh, we promise we can't keep. Guess we'll do it in season two. Yep. <laughs> There's probably more fanfiction in that season. Um, I like this episode. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. Also, the action in the show is just really good. Yes, especially like the hot air balloon. I I think they're underused in media because they're they very really difficult are. to shoot in, but they're, they're really so cool looking. They're really compelling modes of transportation. 
That's the one good part of Barney's Great Adventure. It ends in yeah. a hot air balloon chase. That movie is the shit when you're five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, as a five-year-old, loved that movie. So. I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, me as a five-year-old, I'm enjoying this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what you thought when you are five. Yeah, I announced it to the theater. Hello! Me I am as the five-year-old target audience for this film, I'm greatly enjoying it. That's me when I was like under 10 and I wore out the shit out of my Elmo and Grouchland VHS. Ooh, Mandy Tinkins eyebrows. Yeah, I didn't know Mandy Tinkins in that movie because I didn't care. I was just like, Elmo, he's the best. I love Elmo. And my siblings were like, Elmo's a new addition. Like, Elmo's, I'm like, Elmo's the best. Elmo's Rail's the best part of Sesame Street. Shut up. I was an Elmo kid. I'm sorry. I, I was not an Elmo kid. I liked Elmo fine, but. I, I like liked Elmo a lot, but now that I know the guy who created Elmo is a creeper, I have mixed feelings about Elmo. So. <laughs> those those allegations were thrown out in court. <laughs> oh, God. Elmo did nothing wrong. Just tickle me, and I'll be free. <laughs> um, oh, Elmo. I... I, I, I... So Elmo and Grouchland was something I rented, and the only thing I found compelling was the villain. And I'm like, oh. And I was young. I was like six. And then you watch Sunday in the Park George when you're older. Yeah, and I was like, oh. He couldn't finish the hat. <laughs> he couldn't get the blankie. No, this is my blanket. I am Mandy Patinkin. This is my blanket, and I'm going to sing. Oh, like he's singing about who we want. It's like a weird rock number too. It is. They wrote a rock song for Mandy Patinkin, which just does not suit his voice. It doesn't. But he also has a little cute worm friend to help him. Yeah, yeah. he's cute little worm friend. It's so cute. Um, I think Vanessa Williams also has a song in that movie. She does. She sings a weirdly sexy song. She goes full Star Wars holiday special. A little bit, not like insane because it's a Sesame Street production, but it's basically like it motivating Elmo to like help out the Grouches or something. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so it's just like when Diane Carroll shows up a splooge on her head and tries to fuck a Wookiee. I mean, not Diane Carroll is a as a fucking uh, AI thing. Like she's not actually there, so. She, the Wookiee grandpa cyberjacketed in the living room on Christmas. Come on. Still not as bad as the 20 minute scene where they speak Wookiee for t- Wookiee with no symptoms. Honestly, I feel like people complain about that too much. Yeah, it's true. They do enough to show you what's going on. And if you're paying attention, it's not the worst thing in the world. You, I actually appreciate that as a bold choice, yeah. as stupid as Honestly, that sounds. Honestly, the best part of the Star Wars, especially when B. Arthur shows up as a bartender. Okay, tied B. Arthur in the animated sequence. Both of those are the best scenes. Yes, the animated sequence is great. Um, I, we I, didn't I, need Book of Boba Fett. We had that animated sequence. I'm wondering if for a Christmas live stream, we should drunk, drunk, drunk drinking game the Star Wars holiday special. Because there's, like, one song by Diane Carroll. No, no, there's a lot of songs. B. Arthur gets a song. There's a oh, ton yeah, of Oh, yeah, Carrie Fisher sings a song on Coke. Yeah, and what else? Um, Jefferson Starship sings a song. Yeah. Also, the there's fun a... part of, is a great thing. Like, when you're watching episode five in high def, you can see Carrie Fisher's Coke nail. That's uh, episode six. Ep- oh, wait, episode six. Yeah. You can see her Coke nail. Yeah. It's funny as hell. <laughs> But she denies that. She's like, I didn't do coke. I snorted coke right off a table with a with a, with a credit card like a normal drug addict. I love Carrie Fisher. She is the best part of Scream 3. She is. She's barely in it. Especially when she talks about just like that, like, I fucked George Lucas and I still didn't get the part. No, it's like, who do you think got it? Me or the one that fucked George Lucas? Oh, yeah, that. That's a better line. 
Um, and I've she used that line so since often. I was like 16. <laughs> that movie's not as terrible as I expected it to be. Yeah, wait till you get to Scream for it, which a lot of people give crap, but it's really good. So. I just watched the trailer and it looks like Repo the Genetic Opera. Like it's it looks... real. I find it deeply compelling. It has a Culkin in it. It's great. Is it a Culkin? Is it Kieran? Nah, Rory Culkin. Okay, because I watched the commercial. I was like, is that Kieran Culkin? No, it's a that's Rory Culkin. Miranda's like, no, that's not Kieran Culkin. You fucking idiot. I hope you die. And Did then... you watch Succession? <laughs> I love Succession. Succession okay. is pretty good. That's probably why she got offended because Kieran Culkin is now a god among men. <laughs> Kieran Culkin's very good in Succession. Um, He's also very good in Scott Pilgrim, which is what I personally love him in. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim's great. Have you watched Last Night in Soho, though? I haven't yet. I gave you a link in everything. I know. Don't say that. (laughs) It's a secret. No. It's on rental now, so it's fine. (sighs) Yeah. I know. No, I haven't gotten to it yet. I, I expressed to my partner as if the heat, they wanted to watch Last Night's Soho, and they're like, because they're also big Edgar Wright fans, so I'm holding out. Because I want your thoughts, because a lot of men are coming up to me like, it's bad for women, and I'm like, Edgar... And then and, the women uh, are like, it's not that bad? Yeah, that's exactly it. Every woman I've watched it with was like, no, that show is... That it's like movie the reverse like... of Mother, because like, a lot of women hated that, and a lot of men liked it. I did not watch Mother, but Kristen Wiig, which brings us back to Barb and Star... <laughs> Jess finally watched Barb at the start. I did. Yes. Both you and Joel have been like Joel, telling me. Joel, are real, I only took Joel on Twitter when he mentions Barb and Start. Oh, they. Yeah, my bad. I don't like when they mentioned Barb and Start. It's amazing. Yeah, but I yes, love Joel. Barb and Start is an amazing movie. Yeah. But what isn't amazing is um, Uncle Marty or Uncle Monty. Let's go on to the next episode. Yes, yes. Uncle Monty's back. Yeah, um, I'm surprised at the continuity they're pulling out because we just got Valerian in the two su- cities, and then we have Uncle Monty. Richard Kind is back. The guest star's name is Richard Kind. Yes, uh, yes. I, this I episode really, is a true crime video. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I this love is probably it. One of my favorite episodes. So I love all the weird time codes they pop up because they add more jokes to it. Yeah, and it goes on, and it's like the Rapunzel font. <laughs> Flare puzzle five. like the last one is like Wednesday, whatever time, and then in parentheses in twenty seven seconds. <laughs> like yes, yeah, no, it's like also it's a solid lesson about not um judging people for what they look like. Yeah, and I just so. really like Attila. I as love a Attila. He's what he's voiced by a voice actor who's like hundreds of credits. Yeah, he's like really good. Um, I like that Monty and Rapunzel still kind of hate each other. I like their dynamic. It's fun. Yeah, like if I'm glad they brought it back. Like I would have been happy if they had kept it where it was at the end of that one episode, but I'm happy that there's more to say there. Yeah, I'll, but there is there is a mentioning that she's barefoot for the first time in like ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, she steps in like the goo. She steps in like maple syrup. Yeah, I think it's maple um, syrup. So there was one thing odd about this episode. So he mentioned Milton the goat. Milton the like, goat. Is he someone we've seen before? Is he no? Because they say it like we all should know. Oh yeah, Milton. Milton, our favorite. I don't. Okay, I, we're watching these like week by week, so I'm yeah. not binging this. Um, neither of us really are. So maybe he was. Maybe Monty the goat was mentioned in a prior episode, but I do not remember Monty the goat. But now we I, act like Monty's a character. Yeah, like it was very weird, and I'm like, okay. Well, is this someone we should know about? Yeah, but he's like a major plot boy. <laughs> he is, because he turns out to be the murderer. He, he and Paul F. Tompkins did it. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins did it, because he was sleeping. 
Yeah. Um. I I I thought this episode was just pure cute. I'm happy to have Richard so Kind cute. back. Like Richard Kind is just so like. I'm sure Richard Kind is kind of a dick behind the scenes, but like on camera, yeah. he's like like he's very sweet. He's a lot of fun to just watch and listen to, and I I like how they set him up to be like the logical person behind it. Oh yeah, but, and they're just like, why are you always looking like that? He's like, I keep forgetting to put my glasses on. <laughs> I just love like it. I remember when they revealed like, oh, Monty destroyed his own shop to mess with Attila and his career. Like that's what happened. Yeah, right. That's my first. That was my first thought. It definitely wasn't yeah. Attila. <laughs> Yeah, like, and the fact that Monty's a little too nice, but then that goes with everything we've seen about him, where everyone just kind of likes Monty. Except I like how this goes to show that it's not black and white. Just because yeah. Rapunzel doesn't like this guy doesn't mean he's secretly evil. No, it just means that they don't get along, and that's okay. You yeah. don't get along with everybody. I mean, I do, but other people don't. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, so I just, you don't, you're going to come across people you don't get along with and that's okay. Sometimes you got to work even harder to make them your best friend, um, especially if they really have a distaste for you. you got to work harder. <laughs> Rapunzel, step back. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to work even harder because you have to be friends with everyone, Liz. I am not. <laughs> I know. I know. I teasing. <laughs> I know. I... Um, forgive us if this is a short Rapunzel Light episode, but my gosh, there's not much to say about these two episodes. They're just really cute really good um cassandra does get sidelined in the second episode yeah and so does uh eugene gets sidelined in this episode in the last episode he has a running thing about how um uh, the prince the and his name's andrew um how he's Ooh, that's like, that's rough oh, yes he's, he's not a prince though so i just got him mixed up he's just a re- he's just a rebel well let's talk about the last episode a bit uh, for a second because we start with like this long backstory about solaris <laughs> Yeah, and their history, which is the name of a George Clooney movie, but yeah, you know, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> that movie's about space, I think. I've never seen. It. So it starts with this backstory about like, Solaris and the kingdom of a of a of a Corona beer. Um, <laughs> I'm saying beer in front of that, so I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Basically, like they hated each other, and because of this book, and then the 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 queen of the the George Clooney movie comes to the kingdom of Panorama. And then they meet, and then they he, the queen looks at the end of the book, and then it's revealed that the king loves her. And then they get married, <laughs> even though they had years of animosity and war between them. Hey, sometimes I think that's how the Ukraine-Russia conflict's gonna end. <laughs> so who who's Putin gonna fall in love with? Zelensky. Oh God, that's a power couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, by power couple we mean dictators. <laughs> who's Dear gonna God. be the bottom? We're in the middle of World War Three. <laughs> Who's gonna draw the fanfic of that one? Oh no! Someone on TikTok probably did. It's just somewhere deep in the algorithm. Have you seen the video where the lady's like, "Dear Putin, I wish I was your mother." I tried. Wa- I I watched a little bit of that video and I nearly died. I think me and Andrew had it like embolism because we were laughing so hard. Yeah, I it was going on on Twitter and I was watched the first minute or so because it goes on for way too long. I was like, "Oh no!" I just oh backed out. No. 
I backed out. I was like, I can't, I can't hear this lady talk about how Putin needs to be loved. <laughs> I honestly, I had a thought last time we recorded musicals with cheese, um, which was, man, will we still like have a planet by the time this episode gets released? That was a literal thought I had during our last recording session. Oh God, I hope like, we have a planet. And I'm thinking about that right now. Like, man, will the Earth even exist in its current form by the time this episode of Rapunzel goes out to the world? I have no idea. I have no idea. But, you know, we have Barb and Star to save us. Yeah, that'll be the last thing I watch. Like, And Trish. Most importantly, we have Trish. Yes, Reba McIntyre. Spoilers. Yeah. Also, <laughs> watch Barb and Star. I'm not telling you the premise because I refuse to tell anyone the premise of that movie. Yeah, watch it. Um, it was a delightful discovery. Like the yeah. first 30 seconds, like the first opening scene of that movie was Magical. Incredible. Um, I do want to say Kristen Wiig plays a better villain in Barb and Star than she did in Wonder Woman. Like a more compelling, engaging villain character. Oh no, I love I love Kristen Wiig in that part. It's like I didn't think she'd be good as the antagonist, but it's like she's oh, so good. She's so good in everything. Also, Annie Mumble is really good. Like given less to do. Yeah, but she's like she's a screenwriter, not an actress. So yeah. it's not her normal gig, but she's like eh, I'm gonna do this. And then Jamie Dorton's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah that was he's so good i didn't like jamie dorton until i watched this movie agreed um what did, one of the waynes brothers is in it yeah i forgot which one his running gag might it's have been so the one funny every time i <laughs> so funny i know you didn't recognize me because of my disguise yes i did <laughs> he's just constantly giving him too much information <laughs> also the cool lots thing the, the movie literally opens with, a, with the dictionary definition of a cool lot and i knew it was the best movie ever <laughs> it was like what a cool lots have to do with anything in this movie and then the first scene happens like oh this is a this is that movie and it saves the world cool lots saved us i wear oh, skinny cool jeans saved us. i wear skinny jeans i didn't wear, wear cool lots clearly uh I, I, the thing is about barb and star i don't understand them as characters <laughs> like i don't understand what their pitch is I two midwestern women just want to live their lives. My, my favorite scene and my favorite gag, and I don't. I know this is a tangled podcast, so probably shouldn't talk about Barbie Star. Is just randomly they will cut back to the talking group <laughs> with Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer, Phyllis, like fortune feast. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. She just wants to talk about her horses. She just wants to talk about horses. <laughs> let her talk about horse. Let Phyllis talk about horses. Just let her talk. Um, my graphic socks. <laughs> Icon. The hot dog soup. <laughs> Every little thing about that movie. Uh, so many choices. I wish it were directed by a woman. Like, yeah. I wish that a woman had made those choices. Yeah, I feel like the. Honestly, I feel like it was directed by Wagan Mumolo, and they just got a guy to like do the technical shit. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're we don't usually direct, so we're gonna hire this dude to direct. However, we're gonna tell him what to do a lot. That being said, um, whoever this director guy was, much better director at executing Kristen Wiig's vision than Paul Feig ever was. Yeah. I think Paul Feig is really good uh, at making Kristen Wiig's weird ideas a little too normal. clean cut for the world. Like, I did not enjoy a simple favor. Have you watched that movie? I honestly, I love a simple favor. I know I, it's bad. Let me say but this. it's like my trash. It's got such a great premise and a good screenplay that a terrible director ruined. That's yes. my pitch. Yeah, that's part of it. Honestly, it's like my trash. Like, I love a simple favor. 
I just remember on the commentary, Paul Feig was like, yeah, there was a lot of scenes that originally took place at night and was like supposed to be dark, but I wanted everyone to be able to go home at 5 p.m. every day, so we just changed every night today and made it a daytime horror. Oh, God. Make it, shoot like, it at night, Feig. Feig, come Nighttime on. horror doesn't work all the time. It works sometimes. Like, Midsummer daytime, it works. Midsummer, like, that works because you're, and I think, um, what you call it? The, 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 the invisible man works. Yeah, as, that like, works daytime too. Horror, but he's always invi- looking. But he's an invisible man, so it can, it's compelling. You can never see yeah. him. Like, it's great. Yes. So, Liz, what is your overall thoughts on these two episodes of Rapunzel and your cheese ratings? Uh, I love both. I like both these episodes. I think the action in the first one was fun. I like yeah. the, the true crime aspect of the second one. And Richard Kind is back. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't help but love it. Yeah, I, I agree. I love your kind. Richard Kind is the I, shit. Richard Kind is so much fun. Um, I really like the plot lines and all that. So I'm yeah. just going to give these both Gouda because this is like yeah. drippy, drippy Gouda cheese. I want to give these both a Brie because it's delicious because they're both very good and delicious. Don't talk about my producer that way. <laughs> Brie cheese, not Brie the person. <laughs> Sorry, Brie. <laughs> Are you saying she isn't great and delicious? I'm saying she's great. I'm not going to call her delicious. <laughs> I won't either. We'll see you next time on Patreon with cheese. Say goodbye, Liz. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm John Mulaney, and I'm here to say. Seems like I've spent my whole life hoping Dreaming of things I've never tried Tangled in knots just waiting for my time to shine What if the doors began to open? What if the knots became untied? What if one day nothing stood in my way And the world was mine? Would it feel this Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.